I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your people. I pray in Jesus' name that as I step back that the spirit of God will step up and use the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, Father, to translate what the spirit of God wants to say. And I thank you that our lives will never be the same as we hear and as we apply and as we do your word. And Lord, I just declare today that it's a day of resurrection. Not just something that we're celebrating because Jesus resurrected, but because he resurrected, we resurrected. And Father, we don't no longer have to sit back and wait for life to happen, but Father, we can, with anticipation, know that father you're resurrecting some things in our lives and i thank you that the word is going to help us to know that in jesus mighty name everybody say amen 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 amen. god bless you you may be seated today i'm starting a new series entitled the verdict everybody say the verdict if you've ever been to court if you've ever been in a legal situation If you've ever been in a situation where there had to be a verdict, the law had to be involved. Can you say amen to that? How many have ever ever gone to jail before? Let me see your hand. Anybody? Okay. All right. We got a few brave hands in the house. (laughs) This new series is centered around judging. Everybody say judging. It's centered around judging and the negative effects that judging has on our lives and everyone in life will experience pain for different reasons. However, most people never connect the pain that they're going through. And I'm going to say ongoing pain because ongoing pain equals suffering. Many people never connect suffering or ongoing pain with judging. So what I'm going to be doing in this series, I'm going to be covering five areas that uh, relate to judging. So if you're taking notes, there should be on the screen. The first area we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about judging is how it relates to your life right now. Then number two, we're going to talk about judging and how it's tied to most of our pain from our past experiences. Then the third thing we're going to talk about are the negative effects that judging has on our future. Then number four, we're going to talk about how to free ourselves from the pain that judging produces. And then number five, we're going to learn how to live a life free from judging. When I'm done, you will realize how much you really judge that you don't know you're judging. Amen. So today's message title is pardon me. Look at your neighbor and say, pardon me, pardon me. Now the word pardon means to forgive for an error or an offense. It also means the cancellation of legal consequences. I don't know about you, 
But there have been times where I appreciated the cancellation of legal ramifications. How many have ever gotten stopped for a traffic ticket and you were thankful that they did not issue you one? You could not have been in Mansfield because they don't believe in that. I just judged them. So here's the thing about judging that I want you to get. As long as a judgment stays in place, watch this now, the pain and the consequences of that judgment will always be felt or experienced. I'm going to say it again. Once a judgment has been made, once a judgment has been made, until that judgment is brought down, that judgment and the consequences of it are going to be felt until that judgment is brought down. You say, well, Pastor, give me an example. Here's an example. Let's say, for instance, someone uh, went to jail or prison because they murdered somebody, right? And when they went to jail or went to court, the judge said, you are going to get life in prison without parole. So as long as that judgment stays in place, that person is going to feel the effects and the experience of what it means, watch this now, to murder someone. They are now in prison for the rest of their lives. And so you and I may not realize this, but when we judge in life, then until we bring those judgments down, the impact or the effect of those judgments are going to stay in our life forever. So let's talk about what it means to judge. It means to conclude or to condemn, or here's a good one, to call into question. You know, uh, uh, let me tell you what judging is not. Judging is not identifying what someone has done. That's what, judging is not just identifying what someone has done. In fact, yesterday I was in a, I was in Chipotle, uh, put up that photo for me and I saw this picture right here that I took of this individual okay now judging is not just observing what someone did <laughs> judging is taking the next step and that is saying why or guess why someone did something I did take the next step and I judged her. My judgment was, what kind of fashion statement is that? Why would she wear that? What is that? I don't know if those are leggings, if they are like socks. But then she took it to the next level and she has on some thongs. Is that right? Are those stones? What do they call them? When I was growing up, they called them stones. Right? How many know what I'm talking about? See, y'all old, that's why. Okay, you can take her photo down. I judged her. I did. Judging is taking the next step to assume to know why or to guess why someone has done something. Now, Matthew chapter 7, verse 1, Jesus said, judge not that you be not judged. So before we finish reading, Jesus has already given some instructions by saying, 
We should not judge. Look at your neighbor and say, we should not judge. He said, judge not, why, that you be not judged. He says, for with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. And with what measure or the amount that you use to judge, it will be measured to you again. Now, Jesus is saying, do not decide, conclude, or try to figure out why someone has done something. Because here's the dangerous part of judging. We don't really know why the person did it. Even if they told you why they did something, that may not be the reason they did it. Everybody say years ago. Years ago, uh, my wife and I were on our way back from Houston. And we had just come from a pastor's conference. And... uh, we are on our way, and we're just cruising down the the, the uh, highway, and a state trooper pulls me over. Woo, woo, woo. So I'm like, okay, I, I know I wasn't speeding. So they pull me over, they come to the window, and you know, <laughs> Pastor was like, I'm videoing this. This is before Black Lives Matter and everything. I'm videoing this and I'm like, please don't do this. You look white and I don't. That's what I'm thinking, right? So they come up to the window and they say, sir, you know why I pulled you over? I said, no, I, I don't know why you pulled me over. Can you step out the car? And I'm, see, I'm like, wait a minute. You asking me to step out of the car? I haven't done anything. So I wanted to live that day. So I stepped out of the car. This is before Black Lives Matter. So I get out of the car and they start asking me questions like, where are you going? I said, well, I'm, I'm heading home. Where are you coming from? I said, I'm coming from a pastor's conference. And they said to me, oh, you a pastor with all that bling on? How many know they judge me? And I judged them back in my mind. I didn't do it with my mouth. Because I wanted to go home that day. I said, so you a police officer with that uniform on? But I didn't say that though. But you know why? This is where the judgment comes in. I just want to show you all how we judge, but we don't know we're judging. So I judged them because they said, well, the real reason we pulled you over is because you don't have a license plate on the front of your car. Now, see, that's why they said they pulled me over. But I really think they pulled me over because they just wanted to see who was in this car. Who is this good-looking guy in this car? We got to see who he is. Sometimes, even when people tell you the reason they're doing something, it's really not the real reason. And that's why even if they tell you why they did something. You can't necessarily take it as face value. Jeremiah 17, 9, this is what it says. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Watch what verse 10 says. I, the Lord, I search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Watch the uh, the New Living Translation says, the human heart is the most deceitful of all things. 
and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? But I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. Watch this. And I give all people their due rewards. Do you notice that God is... He is the only one that has the ability to judge secret motives. So now, that means the only person that is qualified, say qualified, the only person qualified to actually judge is God. Say amen to that. Why? Because he knows their real motives and reason for doing something. And even Jesus When he came, do you know Jesus did not come to judge? John chapter 8 verse 14, they're going to put it on the screen. It says, Jesus answered and said unto them, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. For I know where I came and I know where I'm going. But you don't know where I come and you don't know where I'm going. Verse 15, you judge after the flesh. Read it with me. I judge. Come on class, I judge. I judge no man. Wow. And then verse 16 says, But yet if I did judge, my judgment is true. Why? For I am not alone, but I and my Father uh, has sent me. Watch John 3.16. We know this by, by heart for the most part. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, and whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Watch verse 17. For God sent not his Son into the world to what? Condemn the world. That word condemn is the same Greek word over there that we read for the word judge. So he's saying Jesus came not into the world Or God sent him not into the world to judge the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believes on Jesus is not judged. That's that word again. But he that believed not is judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So here's the question. So if we're not supposed to judge and Jesus doesn't judge, then here's my question then God is the one that judges what has God judged. What has God judged? Because notice he says here, he says in that verse that whoever believes not is judged already. So that means God has pronounced a judgment for those who haven't believed in Jesus Christ. There's a judgment there. So you you may ask the question, well, what was the judgment? Well, the judgment took place in Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2 verse 16. I'm going to show you now. Not only does God have the ability to judge. But he's made or pronounced a judgment. Now remember I said that a judgment is meant to last forever. Until the penalty of that judgment has taken place. In some cases the judgment is eternal. Well, let's see what happened in Genesis 2, 16. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may eat, but every tree of the knowledge of good and evil you may not eat of it. And he says this, The day that you eat this fruit, you're going to die. There's a, there's a judgment right there. He says, Listen, Adam, you can eat anything you want around here. 
You can eat the pomegranate tree. You can eat the, the papaya tree. You can eat the apple tree, the orange tree. We don't know what kind of tree. Most people say it was an apple tree. Well, they didn't say it was an apple tree. It just called it fruit. We don't know. So he could eat the grapes. He could eat everything that's on the tree. He said, but this one tree, I don't want you to touch it. I, want you to, I don't want you to eat it. And when you do, you're going to die. So there's it. that's it right there. That's the judgment. When you sin, disobey me. Death is going to take place. So watch this now. Romans chapter 6 verse 23 confirms what that judgment was because it says for the wages or the payment of sin is what? It's death. So listen, that, that judgment that God pronounced over in Genesis, he said, listen, the wages of sin is death. He told Adam, you eat it, you're going to die. So guess what, church? That judgment is still taking place today. That judgment is still in effect. And so anybody who does not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they don't know that they're under judgment. Wow. So this judgment that God has made, listen to it. Uh, it it's actually two-sided. Watch this. If I'm a sinner, then the judgment is death. But the other side of the judgment is just as real. The other side of the judgment is eternal life. Watch this. See, we read where it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So watch this. The judgment has two sides. It has this over here, death for those who are sinners. And then the other side of this judgment is eternal life. And if in the natural, a person, listen, because I was looking up what pardon means. And if you notice at the end of most presidencies, they start issuing a lot of pardons. Y'all pay attention to that. Yeah. Now, here's the thing about a natural pardon. If you committed a crime and the president of the United States, he pardoned you or she pardoned you for that crime. You are pardoned forever of that crime. But if you commit another crime, you ain't pardoned for that one. How many know what I'm talking about? I mean, you can act like you pardoned. And let's say you got pardoned for killing somebody. Uh, and so you got pardoned for that. And then you walk up in the store and you try to steal this Gucci bag. And you get busted and they take you to jail. You say, look, I'm pardoned. The president pardoned me. And they're going to be like, I beg your pardon? No. That pardon is only good for that crime. But here's the difference with Jesus. When he pardoned us, he didn't just pardon us for one sin. He pardoned us from the judgment of sin. Jesus has completely pardoned us from the judgment of death. Say amen to that. The Bible says he became sin for us. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. It says this. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though did Christ did beseech us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. Watch verse 21. For he, God, has made him, Jesus, to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. This is why Jesus had to die on the cross. Why? Because the judgment for sin was death. So somebody, listen, had to stop the judgment from happening. So Jesus decided, you know what? 
I'm going to replace mankind with God's judgment. I am going to give my life as a ransom. I am going to, listen, I'm going to die on the cross. So listen, because at the end of the day, you and I, we don't just have our sins forgiven. We have been removed from the judgment of death. Did y'all get that? And this is why really in, in reality, sin should not have dominion over believers. Because remember, the wages of sin is what? Death. So that's judgment. But then it says, but the gift of God is eternal life through what? Christ Jesus. So once I go from this judgment over into eternal life, listen, the effects of sin don't apply to me no more. Watch this now. This is Romans chapter 6, verse 13 in the New Living Translation. It says, do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. You were dead. Dead to what? Dead to sin. Watch this. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. We're not waiting to receive eternal life, church. We have eternal life. I'm not waiting to die and go to heaven to get eternal life. We already have eternal life. You say, well, pastor, what's the big deal? The big deal is a mindset. See, if I think I have eternal life when I die, then I'm just going through earth and waiting until I get there. But listen, there are some benefits of having an eternal mindset. See, we are now, everybody say now. We are right now sons and daughters of God. This is 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. It says this. Beloved, now, say now. Now, say now. Say now online. Say now. Somebody type it in the comment section. Now. Now are we the sons of God. See, most of us could just pass on sin if we just had that mindset. I mean, let's take Queen Elizabeth, right? The queen. She is the queen. She's in charge, right? How I many know she's in charge of England? She's in charge, right? I'm pretty sure there are some things that are just below the queen. I, I don't see the queen riding in the hood of England looking for a dope dealer. I don't see that. I don't, I don't see the Queen of England riding down the street giving people the finger. I don't see her doing that. that that's my ring finger. That's my ring finger. I, I don't see the Queen doing that because it's, it's, it's below the Queen. And when you have an eternal mindset, there are some things that are just below you. See, I'm not going to cuss you out because I'm above that. Now, I'm not saying you below that. I'm just saying I'm above that, right? And this is why Jesus asked us to take communion on a regular basis. Why? He said, do this in remembrance of me. What is he saying? He said, I need you to remember you are no longer under the judgment of sin and death. You are now under the resurrection of life. I need you to remember that. I need you to take it and I need you to remember who you are in me. 
1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says, But you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. Watch this. That you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. You and I, we are people of light. And here's the problem. We have been delivered from the judgment of death and sin. But we, listen, we have been translated into light, but our mind is still over here. Have y'all, you know, this is an old school song. Uh, half of y'all probably won't know it, but I don't remember who sung it, but it said, Your body's here with me, but your mind is on the side of town. How many didn't know that song? Let me see your hand. I know you didn't. Everybody that did, they real old. No, this guy was with this lady. And she was with him. And he was saying, you know, your body's here with me, but your mind is on the other side of town. And that's the problem with most believers. We've been delivered from the judgment of death and sin. And we've been, watch this, we've been delivered into the, the light and eternal life. But our mind is still over here. But see, when you learn how to mind your, line your mind up with where your spirit is, you will live a life that you couldn't even believe you would live. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 6 says, Let no man deceive you with vain words, but for because of these things comes the wrath of God on the children of disobedience. Watch verse 7. Be not you therefore partakers with them, for you were sometimes in darkness. You were sometimes in darkness. That's not my life. That's not my... See, this is why you have to watch who you hang out with. Because what they're, they're talking to the old you. And if you don't watch it, if all you hang around are people who knew who you were, they talking to the old you, and that's why you start back cussing. Because that's how they've been talking to They've been talking to, to, to Bobo. They haven't been talking to BJ. See, BJ is saved. Bobo ain't. So they start, you know, talking to Bobo, and Bobo got to respond. Right? So you got to hang around people. And I'm not saying you just be around saints because the only way sinners are going to get saved is God using you, right? But see, some of us, our minds have not been renewed enough. So here's the thing. I have two men that are going to come up and they're going to they're gonna, uh, do an, I'm going to do an illustration because I believe God wants us to understand we're no longer as believers under the judgment of sin and death. That's just not, that's not where we are. God has delivered. Everybody say deliver. Okay, so y'all don't watch them. Y'all watch me. Okay, y'all watch me. All right. All right. All right. So I'm going to read Ephesians chapter 5 verse 6. If y'all just come on down here, come on down here. Y'all give my uh, volunteers a big hand if you would. Right here. There you go. Stop it. Is that the middle? All right. Come on down a little bit. There you go. Thank you. All right. So let's read Ephesians 5 verse 6. Verse 8, it says, for you were, say were, question, is were, past tense or present tense? Past tense. You were 
sometimes in darkness. But now, say now, when is now? When is now? When is now? Right now. He says, so right now, let me say it like country, right now, you are light in the Lord. And then he says, watch this now, you need to walk as children of light. Now, let me give you a key here. You cannot walk in the light if you are looking at the dark. I'm going to say that again. Let me say it on this side. You cannot walk in the light but be looking at the dark. He said, okay, just like you can't drive with your eyes closed. Or you shouldn't be able to, right? Why, why can't you drive with your eyes closed? You don't know where you're going. You can't see where you're going. Why? Because the light of your eyes are not open to, to direct you. Well, guess what? You and I cannot walk in the light if we're always looking in the dark. And this is why now once I'm translated from light to dark, what I have to do is realize I have to develop a spiritual or I'm going to call it an eternal mindset. You say, well, why eternal? Eternal means when I die. No, eternal doesn't mean when you die. You have received eternal life through Jesus Christ. Once you said yes to Jesus, eternal life for you started right then. So now I have to start now walking as an eternal creature. So Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, they're going to put it up there and then I'm going to illustrate something for you. Ephesians 1 3 says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Watch this. Who hath, is that past, present, or future? Oh, it's not up there. Okay, I'm going to wait for them to put it up there. Oh, I didn't give it to them. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, my bad. Ephesians 1 3. Let's read it together. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Stop. Who what? Who what? Come on, somebody put it in the comment section. Who what? Had. Question, is that past, present, or future? Okay, so whatever we're about to read has already happened. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has already done what? Blessed us. With what kind of blessings? Spiritual blessing. Well, listen, I qualify for that because I'm a spiritual being now. I'm no longer under sin and judgment. I have been now translated into light. Well, he's saying here, God has already blessed me. So here's the thing. You and I now must walk in the mindset that I am no longer under the judgment of God because the judgment of God is real. When you have a judgment mindset, listen, you look at all the things that you can't do. When you have an eternal mindset, you look at all the things that you can do. See, you, you single, and you just looking on this side, the flesh. The restrictions, I can't have sex before marriage. Make sure you put that part in there. You know, because when I when I first got saved, I was part of a 
fraternity, business fraternity. Well, a social fraternity. There are different kinds, right? And the social fraternity, we were very social. <laughs> Read between the lines. Very social people. So I was going from one college to a university. The difference is a college is small, the university is bigger. So I was transferring from the college to the university. I went back to go get my transcript. And some of my brothers and sisters in this social fraternity saw me. And said, Ed, because you know, word got out what I got saved because nobody believed it. Amy, we heard you got saved. I said, yeah, I did. They said, so that means you can't have sex no more. I said, the devil is a lie. God did not say I could not have sex no more. And so they're looking at me like some of y'all looking at me like right now. Like, really? I'm single. I didn't know I could do it. (laughs) You can do it. And you can do it as much as you want to do it. You just got to wait till you get married. See, when you're in the dark, all you see is I can't do it. But when you're in the light, you know, oh, I can do it as much as I want to. I just need to be married. Light, dark. See, it says he's given us all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So now, if I just live on this side, remember now the difference between, listen, the difference between your experience from leaving the judgment and coming into the light, the difference is your mindset. So now, the mindset that I grew up in, it's like, wow, uh, I'm struggling. Man, I, I need five jobs. Well, with COVID, I need seven. That's a struggle mentality. But we just read when we got put over into light, he blessed us with how many spiritual blessings? Oh, so watch 2 Corinthians, put up 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. We'll close right here. 2 Corinthians 4, 18. Watch this. It says, while, are there, is it up there? 2 Corinthians 4, 18, is it up there yet? Okay, I'm going to wait. 2 Corinthians 4, 18. Is it up there yet? See, they used to be giving them the script. They spoiled back there. I know, it's my fault. It's all good. Here we go. While we look, what are we doing, church? Remember now, the difference between you leaving darkness and now walking in light is what you're looking at. Remember I said you cannot walk where you're not looking. He says, while we look not at the things that are seen. So as a spiritual being, as an eternal person, the judgment has been removed. I should not be looking at all the the restrictions of the flesh. He says, now, look, don't look at the things that are seen. Don't look at your job. Let's don't look at that. Don't look at the, 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 the uh, unemployment rate. Don't look at that. He says, but look at the things that are not seen. Why? For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Give my, my guys a big hand clap if y'all would. What's the purpose of the message? First of all, to show you that judgment is real. The judgment of God is real. And listen, the world does not even know that God has made a way to remove the judgment. His name is Jesus. I mean, that's really why we celebrate Easter. 
The celebration is not just because he forgave me for my sins. Because remember, human pardon can only be done per incident. But Jesus pardoned us forever. So that's why people say, well, well you, listen, you don't ask for forgiveness from your sins so that you won't go to hell. Because remember, the judgment of sin and death was removed when you accepted Jesus. You don't go back. There's no way to go back. So if you sin over here, it's, it's, it's called fellowship. Now my fellowship with God needs to stay intact. Because see, some of you, if God is on 90.9, you on 104. That's why you can't hear him. You can't hear him. Does that mean he's not talking? No, he's talking. I'm just not on the right station right now. Right? You got to get your mind on the and, and if you don't watch it, you'll be between stations. You have been between stations? You on your station, then you hear the Spanish music. Well, when you and I accepted Jesus Christ, he permanently pardoned us from the judgment of sin and death. We have now been accepted in the beloved. And, and listen, as believers, our job now is to renew our minds to the new position that I'm in. So not only just so I can, I can act right, but that I can live right. Because sometimes people need to see what God has done for you before they are, listen, before they are willing to accept the God that you serve. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes people, they need to see the, what that God has done for you before they make a decision that they're going to serve him. And some of us, we're not good representatives. Because your body's over here, but your mind is on the... With every head bowed, if you're watching me, I want you to bow your head. There are some people who've never accepted Jesus Christ as their permanent solution for being pardoned. He wants to pardon you today. Here's the thing, though. You have to accept him to be pardoned. Because one day we're all going to stand before God, who's the judge. And what he's going to look for, he wants to know and wants to see if Jesus is in your life. Because if Jesus has been in your life, all the judgment you're going to hear is, they're saved. But maybe you're here today or maybe you're watching me. And if you die today, you're not 100% sure you go to heaven. Well, I'm talking to you. Maybe you're here in this room and you're not 100% sure you'd go to heaven if you die. Well, I want to give you an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as your personal pardon for sin. Maybe you're here today, you say, Pastor Evan, I, if I died, I'm sure I'd go to heaven. But maybe you haven't been walking consistently with God. Maybe you need to rededicate your...